Hey everyone! Oops, not yet. Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of Iglap. It's me, your host, Paolo. And for today's episode, it's going to be very interesting, just because this is a well. She's someone who I wanted to invite since last season, but you know, I felt that this season would have been better, just because at least this season it's more about people than topics as we usually do in the past, right? So today's episode has a very awesome guest who is a. Uh, gemologist i think that's the right way to pronounce it so you know who's a you know she's a businesswoman a gemologist jewelry designer and she's also a founder of her own jewelry brand so it's gonna be very exciting so we're gonna be talking about more about jewelry her art how she designs things and all these things so welcome to iglap for the very first time denise tobler hey denise hey Bob. thank you so much for having me here i super appreciate it you're you're able to to be here now even if you know but anyway so before we start why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself but like fun stuff about you like stuff that not a lot of people would know about all right um okay i'll try to keep it short (laughs) so i'm just gonna reiterate what you said so i am a Proud mom to be. I'm already at my fifth month of pregnancy. I'm super excited for that. Um, Career-wise, I am a jewelry designer, gemologist, and um, founder of a jewelry brand called WG Jewelry. Um, But before all this, um, I took up fashion design and merchandising at De La Salle College of St. Neil. I also took up mag making and fashion institutes of the philippines um makeup at maquillage professional um what else i also took uh, a jewelry appraisal jewelry design and basic manufacturing at gem lab it's in wok wok um but not but last but not the least i took up um diamond grade and gems and um, gemstone identification at Gemological Institute of America. So I I, I think that's fun facts about me. <laughs> okay, so I'm so curious now though. Sorry, the, the last school you, you went to, the one that's in the US, so you flew to the US to study there or was this like an I, online? Um, it's a, actually it's funny. Um, it's just called Gemological Institute of America. So they have branches in London, Hong Kong, Carlsbad. The one I I I went to is in Hong Kong. I wanted okay. to go. To, I wanted to go to Carlsbad, but my mom and my dad were clingy. They wanted to go to see me, so they sent me in Hong Kong instead. All right, that's cool. So I'm curious, you know, based on everything you've told me. I mean, you went to Benilde, which is known to really to be an art school, right? For people who are very artsy. So would you consider yourself a very artsy person ever since you were a kid? Like, were you Um, one of those people who would always get like a 90 or 95 in art class or music class or something? I honestly don't remember my grade, but I would consider myself very artsy. Maybe I got it from my mom and my dad. Both of them are architects. Um, So they would help me out with my art projects, yeah. And... um, until now, um, I do a lot of sculpting and um, what else, painting, 
Um, because I guess that's art. <laughs> so yeah, I would consider myself a very artistic person. Okay, so getting into everything now. So you started out in Benil. Then what made you decide that, you know what, I want to really get into jewelry designing? I mean, that's not really something a lot. Uh, I, I mean, you're the only person I know personally, right, who's a jewelry designer. But why did you decide to get into that? I mean, that's something very, I would say it's a bit niche in the sense that, sure, there are a lot of jewelry stores. Yeah. But not compared to, let's say, how many there are a lot. I think there are more painters, more architects, as you would say. But so why mm -hmm. did you decide to get into jewelry design? Um, I got into jewelry uh, design because I realized I wasn't good at sewing. <laughs> kidding, kidding aside. Um, what do you call this? Um, I ever since I was grade three, I've always won. I always think I was. I always like to wear shiny things like blinks and stuff. I, I love those. I remember. I also remember back in high school. I would sit at the back of the class, just just tinkering stuff, doing um, beaded bracelets, and I would sell them to my classmates just for fun. And then when I after college, my mom and my dad told me that you know what, honey, um, I really I feel like you're not your heart's not really into fashion. You're I remember you wanting doing all the what do you call this? Doing the all the tinkering and all the making bracelets. So why don't we look for a jewelry school for you? So that's how it started. Um, so my mom and my dad um, helped me look for schools. And yeah, uh, they just sent me to GIA. <laughs> yeah. But oh, your parents are super supportive huh? because a lot of parents like you know after they pay for your initial college they would say oh why don't you look for a job before you you study again and things like that so after you graduated from Benil did you you know did you work for a while like were you an intern for you know a designer or like what happened after you graduated oh my goodness I I tried to work for others <laughs> I was uh, for after what do you call this after studying, uh, after I got back, after studying in JA, I tried to look for jobs, but um, you know, they for some reason they, they didn't want to accept me. Maybe because they have their own jewelry designer already, and they have their own gemologist. The owners of the, the jewelry stores are gemologists already, so they don't they didn't need me. So. I was forced to start my own. So back to your question, um, I didn't enter any internship. I just, I just started with a business right away, which was very nerve-wracking, by the way. I'm sure. So when you started out, um, Devolucci, right? Okay, first question: Why did you name it Devolucci? Like, a yeah. Lot of first, I was like. <laughs> Why would she name it such a very intriguing name? Like, you know what I mean? Like, others like to keep it simple. So why did you go for devolution? Like, what does it mean? Uh, yeah, it's not just you who asked me that, who, who asked me that. A lot of people ask me that question. So they would, they, they usually ask me, like, 
why is why is it Davaluchi? I mean, what's what does that mean? But truth be told, it's so simple. It's actually a, a combination of my my first name, my middle name, and my last name when I was single. And I just and the term jewelry is a, a French term for jewelry. So I just combined them together and they sounded great. They sounded foreign. So yeah. Actually, it does. Actually, at first I thought it was some French word or, or something like that. Yeah. Evolucci doesn't, or maybe Italian, no? like thinking about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, actually, that's really, that's pretty cool uh, thinking about it. That yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, so. I didn't have back. a hard time in DPI. <laughs> I'm sure. Because people are like, how the hell do you even spell it at first? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even I still misspell it once in a while. But okay, so going back, so you're saying that. You know, you, you studied um, gem- gemology. I, th- yeah. I hope I got that right. Uh, great. <laughs> you know, you're trying to, you know, get a, get work, you know, with maybe other brands or things like that. You're unable to. So you were forced um, to open your own business, right? So h- how did that conversation start? Because I'm sure at first you needed some help from your parents, right, in terms yeah. of setting things up. Because, mm-hmm. of course, you newly graduated and all these things. So how did that conversation go about? With my parents, <laughs> um, oh wow, I, I I can't really remember, but I remember like um, I just started looking for a platero. Well, I have my own savings ring set because yeah. I have allowance when I was studying, so I sort of saved up. Um, so I use that money to to uh, look for platero. I didn't ask, I guess. I just did it. Yeah. I just started looking for Platero. And um, Platero, by the way, is Goldsmith for those who do not know. Actually, I was going to ask you to, to explain <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I just started looking for a Platero and um, I started scouting for raw materials. And I, I didn't really ask permission anymore. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> and know, like they're like, oh, okay, cool. They were, um, just, they were just they had no choice, just be supportive. <laughs> but yeah. I'm curious though, you said both of your parents are architects. Did they was there ever a conversation where they're like, Hey Denise, we want you to also be an architect? Or were they very cool and say, you know what, do you? Mm. I mean your your dad's really cool. I mean the one time I met him, right? But I yeah. mean like was he always that cool? Um, my mom, yeah, yeah, my parents are pretty cool. Um, not, not bragging, but yeah, they're cool. Um, they never forced me at anything. Um, you know, just okay, go what your heart tells you to do. Yeah, and I, I don't think they never, they ever told me like. You have to be an architect. What? Well, there was never that conversation because you know how some parents, like you know, when they're like lawyers or doctors and things like that, and they kind of build something, they want their kids to like continue it. So you don't remember having that kind of conversation with them. Never, never. They will never force me at anything. Well, that's really cool. 
Mm-hmm. All right, and you never thought of it as well. Like that wasn't really something that you thought about doing when you grew up. I mean, when you were a kid. Um, maybe when I was, you know, in kindergarten, um, I would draw houses. But when um, I just that changed when I was in grade three. I just felt like I wanted to be in fashion design, and then. After college, it all shifted to jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that's really cool. So, you know, so sorry, I know I'm getting back and forth about your life, but I kind of want to have like the origin story of Denise Tobler before okay. we get about current Denise Tobler. So, okay, so you took up fashion design basically, right? Uh, when you were growing up, were there any fashion designers that you're a huge fan of? Like when you ah. saw their pieces, you're like, oh my God, I want to be as successful as this person. Yeah. Um, I Well, this is pretty cliche, but everybody wanted like uh, wanted to be like Coco Chanel. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Carl Lagerfeld. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Carl Agarfeld's a good guy. Yeah. I used to like his neckties before just because they're always strange colors. And yet, his outfit was always the black suit, black necktie, sunglasses, right? That was it. And for a designer brand, like, it's pretty affordable, like, his stuff. Yeah, actually. Compared I mean, to... The fact that I was able to afford this necktie and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so Carl Lagerford, Lagerfeld, sorry. Uh, Chanel, anyone else? Oh, Virgil Lablow. <laughs> I love Virgil Abloh. Off white. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he the one? Did he pass away recently? Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. yeah, he was the fashion head or something of LV, right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, LV got cool because of him. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So you wanted to be as successful as them. Then you tried doing it yourself, right? Because from my little understanding of fashion school, uh, so there are like different classes, right? There's like sewing 101, I guess. And there's like a second level of sewing and all these things. Mm-hmm. So when you got there and, you know, you're studying it and stuff, did, did, did you realize that this isn't really for me? And when you did realize that, was it because of like the sewing itself, or was it more of something deeper than that? Um, sadly, I think it's the whole thing. <laughs> the the I love the drawing, I love the designing part, but the pattern making, I just couldn't get it. I'm ha- I was having a hard time. Like for my classmate, it was easy, but for me, it's like. This, something's wrong. I, I couldn't figure it out. So so that got me thinking. I mean, is this really for me? But anyway, I just finished the I just finished the course so I could have a you know a certificate. Yeah. And a diploma uh diploma rather. <laughs> but so I yeah. to ask you, and this has always bothered me. But why is women's clothing so much cheaper than men's clothing in general? there's a lot of like what's the biggest difference okay like for example 
you make a dress, right? You could let's say if you want to get into like fast fashion, you can make a dress maybe at three hundred bucks, sell it for like eight hundred or a thousand, right? But how, why is it that women's clothes are super cheap and yet men's clothes, like a poll of mine, costs me probably like one five to two k, right? So why is it so expensive? Um, I think it's also probably the, the fabric and also okay, not really the fabric, but I guess the color and the um pockets. It's it's hard to make. Honestly, I do not know. This is why I'm in jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious because I thought maybe there was like a classing. This is why women's clothing is cheaper compared to men's clothing. Yeah. Okay. So you got into jewelry right after. And, you know, so you got your platero. Eventually you got your platero and all of these things. So what's the biggest difference from jewelry designing slash making versus fashion designing slash making the difference yeah like what made you really because you, you mentioned that when you're younger you like to wear shiny stuff you like making those beaded bracelets i think right but what was the difference that made you enjoy um jewelry designing because obviously you enjoy it because you're still doing it right and obviously mm -hmm. you love it so what was the biggest difference i guess uh with jewelry the it's we all know that they're like forever and it's true um for me jewelry is a are a good investment it's a good investment and it's timeless um what i love about it is that um it can be an heirloom you can pass it on and the value always appreciates you can never go wrong it's it's, it's like a like a lot <laughs> or a land you never go around jewelry. That's, that's what I love about it. You know, gold, gold price always goes up, goes up, goes up, goes up. Yeah. It never goes down. So, so yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm also jewelry. Um, and um, also the chemistry, the physics behind it, I I loved it. So yeah, what else? Um. I just love it because um, they gleam under the sun. <laughs> so you mentioned like, you know, with jewelry, because, you know, it's made out of precious metals like silver, gold, um, mm -hmm. also like precious gems like your diamonds, sapphires, etc. So it always goes up. But what I noticed about you is um, with some of the jewelry that you've been making right now, you make a lot of, I don't know if it's like plastic is the term, but then like you have some jewelry where it's, like plastic, uh, right? Is it plastic? Um, no, it's actually enamel. Oh, enamel. Okay. Yeah. So I'm actually there's a this one is a enamel, but this is not from me. I bought it from another designer. So yeah, enamel looks like this. Um, so it's not metal, but you know, just put the, uh um paint on it. So yeah. <laughs> So what metal do they usually use when when they make like enamel stuff? Um, you can use silver with it. Um, also, um, alloy like um, also gold. Yeah. So in terms of like 
the the process of making enamel because your enamel stuff looks different compared to your usual mm -hmm. i guess traditional jewelry right so like what's the difference in terms of the what do you call it, the process in making enamel jewelry versus your traditional jewelry uh the process takes more time yeah it's more um it's harder to make with the with my enamel pieces kasa um you don't oh what happened sorry i thought i lost my connection so back to what i was talking about so we just do the metal but um we send it abroad like in thailand i have someone to do it for me so i really don't know oh, wow. oh, wow. yeah in in thailand <laughs> why is that why can't you do that here um Probably because of you, you need a special kind of machine for that also. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So you mentioned you have to bring it abroad compared to, you know, your traditional, right? And would you say that's also because, you know, I assume there's maybe a machine that they might have abroad that they don't have here or, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, I think there the machines could be, should be found abroad as well, and um, people like the craftsmen here, craftsmen rather, they don't see the point of doing enamel pieces. For some reason, the art is just lost here. Yeah. Yeah, here. Okay. Which is quite sad. Like every, I tried to scout for people who would do the enamel here. They would always say like, "Oh, we don't do enamel anymore," and it breaks my heart because I feel like Filipinos are very talented and we can do it. It's just like they don't want to do it because no one's gonna buy it anyways. Okay. So, you know, before we continue to all our viewers, if you have questions for Denise, just comment them down below. And uh, before we continue, I'd like to thank my sponsors. So I'd like to thank Swagat Indian Cuisine, Masculine Manila, and Derm Nature. So, yeah, so let's go back to it, Denise. So, you know, you mentioned that enamel is a lost art here. You feel that they just don't want to do it because maybe people don't want to buy it and all these things. So how come you don't want to start it in your own brand? Mm, I did there I just I, I did actually it's just just that I only had it didn't work out I only had one client who was interested in it so like when you do an enamel piece right so let me just give let, let me just make up numbers right so let's say traditional let's say enamel earrings for example right so let's say enamel let's say normal gold earrings would cost you let's just say a thousand bucks right how much would an enamel gold earrings cost compared to um, your well that really depends on that that still depends on the weight of the the earrings you know and like oh um what do you call that the the, the quality the, of the stones the forces you'd still base it on that so i um i really don't have a specific number digits right now okay I, th I think that's that's fair 
but obviously it's more expensive than normal earrings then right um i would all right <laughs> <laughs> okay so all right let, let's skip that part so all right so currently with your with your brand right now what um materials do you usually work with like what what kind of precious metals what kind of precious gems like what are the ones that you work with most of the time um i i work with gold like 14 karat gold and silver um okay, sterling so silver be more precise yeah um with the with the gemstones i work with natural diamonds and colored stones um your sapphires your jades yeah. mm -hmm. but is my favorite <laughs> which one's your favorite oh, tourmaline tourmaline yeah <laughs> aren't they because aren't they naturally pink or something Usually. um yeah but they could be in a lot of they have lots of varieties actually um they have lots of colors they can be found in green blue so um, which one's your favorite uh, from all of the kinds of tourmaline <laughs> I remember you ordering a can I tell this? Uh bracelet yeah, from Mia. You you ordered right. a that was that was tourmaline, right? Yeah. Pink tourmaline. Or was it yeah. road? I don't remember anymore. Anyway, yeah. yeah. You know, to to our viewers, I'm sure every time I make an order to Denise, she's the most stressed person in the world. No, because she's like, oh, here, and I'm like, yeah, I wish I could afford that, so that you don't have to be stressed or you don't have to think about how to, to make it fit and all. So I guess going to that, um, I'm sure you do have clients that number like money's not an object, like money's not a problem, like for them, for as long as you make it how they want it, you could charge an arm, and for them, it's worth it, right? So mm. I'm just curious, like. You, I'm sure you have clients like that, and you have clients like me who are very strapped, right, in terms of budgets. Mm -hmm. Like, how stressful is it to work with clients with small budgets? Um, not not really stressful. I I, I don't mind people who have who have a budget. I just just don't just don't pressure me. <laughs> oh, so it's more about like pressure with the timeline. I'm okay with anything. <laughs> Okay, so it's not really about the money. Not sorry, money's the wrong word, but it's not really about the numbers, about budget. It's more about the timeline. Ample time. Yeah, the time. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious. Bespoke piece, because if it's on hand, that's fine. I'll just resize it. Or, yeah, that's it's so easy. But, like, if you're going to do it from scratch and then you're just going to give me, like, a week, that's, that's hard. Have there been people who've that's given hard. you that short? um yeah i would but it's okay they're nice they're still nice i think they're just really excited okay so i'm just curious though so sorry this may sound like a very silly question right but you said that you have some ready-made pieces right so maybe um rings uh yeah. non-bangles so you know the solid ones and stuff mm -hmm. like that like how difficult is it to resize and like how do you resize like, let's say for example i see a ring for example that you have for men for example and i like it but it's let's say too small for me mm -hmm. for example let's say i wanted to make it fit my ring finger but it can only fit my pinky for example like how do you resize a ring do you melt it all over again then restructure it or like uh, what's the process okay so we have a 
we have this thing called talag. It's it's a long stick. Okay. And and for us to to make it bigger, we just so the stick and then the the ring. We just put the ring inside the talag, and then we hammer it. We hammer it down, and then it's gonna loosen up. That's it. Do you imagine? <laughs> you know, this whole time I was thinking to myself because I said to myself because. I knew you were going to mention resizing because, of course, you know, I, I wanted to think, you know, um, research even just the basics. I was wondering, how in the world do they do it? And I was actually thinking about it for like 30 minutes. I was like, do they melt it or do they semi-melt it? Then have like a, like a, you know, like a cast or something that they can make it bigger. But all you have is like a stick and you just hammer it down and the yeah. dough explodes. Yeah, but that's just, if you want it like one size bigger, but if it's like, like three sizes up yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger that's the time you have to, to to cut it and then you add gold you add gold to yeah make it bigger so then how do you spin it out after though hmm? i'm sorry how do you spin it out like because you, you mentioned okay let's pretend it's like three sizes bigger right so mm-hmm. you have to cut it in half like what you mentioned then you add gold to make it you know bigger so how do you make mm-hmm. it how do you make it look solid again how Ah, okay. So, um, how do you make it solid again? So, um, oh my gosh, I have to ask Ron that. But um, I think what's a you just wow. I'm metal right now. I'm so sorry. I, I wish I. No, it's okay. You know, I'll give you a tour in my 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 manufacturing area one time. <laughs> I'll make a documentary. So the the, the makings of Devolucci. Yeah. yeah, the makings of Devolucci. <laughs> no, but it's crazy though. This whole time I always assumed that jewelry was something that was very complicated. Because it's metal, mm-hmm. right? It's not like clothes. You know, with clothes, if you need to make it a bit no, actually not bigger, but if you need to make it smaller, you just cut a few pieces, you're good to go, right? But I always thought, when you make even a ring bigger, then you have that stick, then you cut it up, and, you know, those are your other options. So you mentioned a while ago uh, that, you know, some clients give you only like a week to make a bespoke piece and all these things. But let's assume that you could, let's say, sorry, so like what's a normal timeline for a bespoke piece? Let's say it's not rushed, you can take your time in making, you know, fixing the gold or melting the gold properly, shaping it, getting mm-hmm. the the stones and whatnot. Like, what's the usual timeline? Let's let's start off with let's say a ring. For usual example. timeline, like, even uh, with a sim- even a simple ring, it's gonna take you. It's usually a month. For a ring, okay. For a ring, yeah. Um, of course, you have to consider other clients as well. But with me, uh, I with my store, we only make it within like two weeks time frame. <laughs> so like, let's assume that um, let's minus the factor about other clients waiting for their pieces, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about like um, the amount of time it takes to manufacture it, to, to to fix it, to size it properly, to get the stones and whatnot, right? So remove the external factor of other clients. How long would it take to really make a ring or a necklace or an earring or your thing? Um, simple necklace, it would only take like uh, a day. <laughs> so one day, Kaya, yeah, if you had no other clients waiting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, simple necklace, 
Um, necklace is matagal eh. Because of the chain. It's so small. It's really critical. Because each chain is kind of like that, right? And you have to yeah. kind of connect it. Okay. Yeah, that's going to take about like five days. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. And this is all man-made, right? There's like, there's no machine. You just stick the gold in. Yeah. Wait, be like two hours. That comes out whole, clean. Mm, I wish I we have the magic to make it just wait, wait, wait. But yeah, then you just stick the gold in the machine. You know, just key in the design. Then you wait. Then it's out. So you know, you mentioned um. Okay, so we got into that. You know, you have your own platero and all these things. Now, the gold that you work with, is it all local Filipino gold or do you also get gold from abroad? Um, I get it here, local, locally. Um, there's one offering me, though, in, um, to make from Africa. But, but I, Africa? I, okay. Yeah, but I, I was in awe. Um, I, ju- I just didn't get it there now. So I feel like, you know, with all the customs, the buck. So, yeah, the taxes, I assume. Yeah, so might as well just get it here. <laughs> but have you worked with, um, like, have you ever had a client that said, hey, Denise, I want you to make this piece for me. And here's the goal already. It's from, I don't know, um, from Abu Dhabi or something. I mean, from the Middle East. Like, have you worked with non-Filipino gold? Um, yeah, I, I, I did, I did, um, with my cousin, he has a lot of, um, um, gold, like my second cousin rather, um, he has lots of, he has lots of gold and then he, he, he made something beautiful out of it. So maybe he's the real owner of the Taliano gold. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, but with that, um, okay. So I'm curious, like, is there a big difference between Filipino gold versus, you know, gold from abroad? Well, man, they're just all the same. It's just branding, you know. So would you say that gold from the Philippines and gold from the Middle East is the same in terms of quality and all of these yeah. things? Yeah, it's just really branding to make it sound fancy, you know, but they're just all the same. So, like, with your Filipino gold, if you don't mind me asking, like, where in the Philippines is it from? Because I can't think of, like, a province that claims to be, like, the gold capital of the... You know what I mean? Like... Where we mine have... in Baguio. Oh, so it's usually from, yeah. like, the mountains. Yeah, I forgot the name of mine. I, w- I wanted to go there, but I was so scared because, you know, they, someone might get me. So, it just... Where are you going but if you buy for sure if you buy it in the mic it might be cheaper the <laughs> okay. I mean last time I checked bag it wasn't dangerous, but okay. So um all right, so I'm so happy I'm making you laugh, Paul. <laughs> so your your gold is from here. How about your silver? Is it also from here? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so like I'm curious though, you mentioned sterling silver. What does that mean exactly? It's the um, the percentage of, of silver it has. So mm-hmm. um, let me check. So nine two five. Hold on, sorry, Paul. Sure, no worries. Mm, it's 
So basically, uh, it is what do you call this? Ninety-nine point nine percent gold. Ah, uh, silver rather, and then point uh, zero one. It's just the percentage of of silver it has, and the other half is just alloy. So could you ever have like okay. something out of pure silver then, or is it or or is it always like a zero point zero one percent alloy? Because you mentioned that sterling silver is basically ninety nine point nine percent silver, right? So is there a possibility or is there a way? Let's say you have a client who says, "No, Denise, I want a necklace made out of one hundred percent silver." Is that possible? Ah, uh, yeah, but it's just gonna be like what do you call this? It's gonna be so um soft it's prone to scratch so that's why other metals point zero one something yeah mm-hmm. so that's why you always told me right that 24k gold is super soft right because of the yeah. scratch and stuff that's why you have to mix metals with yeah. it mm-hmm. so i didn't know pala silver was the it's just the same like gold also <laughs> But why do you think silver is dirt cheap compared to gold? Because gold nowadays is crazy expensive. I know. It's like uh, crazy expensive. Gram. Like a gram of gold, I think. Like 3,300. 3,300 for one gram of gold. What can you make with a gram of gold? Ring. I was, with one gram of gold, you can make a ring? Uh yeah, very thin one. <laughs> oh, but that's still a pretty good amount of gold, though. Yeah. I mean, one gram is a thing about it. I never knew one gram was a lot. Even if it's a thin ring, that's still a ring. Okay. Yeah. But so one gram of gold is 3,300. And obviously, silver's like one half of that, even less, right? Why is gold so expensive compared to silver? Um, What do you call this? I think it also dates back in history. For some reason, they just considered gold more precious. And, um, you know, it has been a tradition that gold's just more expensive. Yeah. So, how come you only correct you? Sorry, Pa. I just need to... I just need to correct on the the sterling silver. So, okay, okay my math is wrong. Uh, the sterling silver is made out of ninety two point five percent silver. So, yeah, and then the seven point five percent is other metals. So, yeah, sorry for that. No, no worries. Okay, so all right. Uh, so it's basically like gold in that sense. So how come you don't work with, let's say, platinum? Because I know platinum is like the most expensive metal, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, is it even a metal? Yes. Um, I don't want to work with platinum because, first off, I don't know where to get it. Well, I have to look for that maybe uh, in the future. I look for a uh, supplier. And um, second, sec- secondly, um, you need another for that and i don't think um i can afford it yet <laughs> because have you ever seen the show avatar the last airbender um, 
not really sure. <laughs> would you hate me if I say no? No, no, no. But I'm curious though. Like as a kid, what cartoons would you watch? Were you more of like a totally spice kind of girl? Yes. I have a feeling. Well, we I saw it. Alex. Yes, my best friend and I watched that show, and we I talked about it. <laughs> okay, so aside from Totally Spice, what would little Denise? What would she watch? Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I okay. love SpongeBob. I think everyone loves SpongeBob. Yeah, but okay. No, because the reason I asked you was uh, because in that Avatar show, there's like this person who can bend metal, right? So they could uh, bend gold, okay. silver, but they could never bend platinum. And I was wondering why. Because, like, is platinum right? I don't know why. And I was hoping you'd know the answer to that. <laughs> it means it's um, a law. It's uh, chemical composition. It's a, it probably it's chemical composition that makes it so hard to bend. No, but like you, like um, because of of course when you were studying, um, jewelry design and all these things, you I, I guess you also studied like which metal is like the hardest probably, and is platinum mm-hmm. from what you know hard to like turn into stuff. They just told us this description like they just told us like gold is very malleable and um. What they call that um, platinum's heart, but uh, we didn't really focus on that. We we focused on diamonds and um, gemstones instead. That's yeah. what we were. That's what we were trained to do. But metals, we didn't really go through it. It was just brief. Like brief intro. So going to going to your precious um stones, right? So diamond. Uh sorry, because there are two kinds of diamonds, right? The the natural ones that you find like from the earth. earth. And there's like a man-made one, right? Yes, you call that synthetic. Synthetic diamonds. Actually, there's three of them. So um we so there's a natural one that is what we call earth mine. That's form billions and billions of years and then there's uh, synthetic which is lab grown that is the it has the same chemical composition physical structure as the natural one so it's really hard to it's really hard to tell to tell the difference and the third one is simulated so simulated, it's not. It doesn't have the same chemical composition and physical structure as a natural diamond. So if you look at, if you're gonna look into a microscope, you're gonna notice the difference right away. You would say, ah, this one's really fake. Yeah. And you only work with the two, right? You work with um, legitimate diamonds, the ones from the earth. Yes. And the ones that are grown in the lab, right? Um, or you don't work with the no, ones. No, I don't. I haven't worked with the no, with the the no, yeah, with the lab grown ones. How come? Like, why haven't uh, you decided to get into the lab grown ones? Well, good question. Um, I guess it's also because most of my suppliers sell um, natural diamonds. So I'm looking for the right suppliers for lab growth also. Um, I tried to buy one, but uh, um, 
it's it's still purchased abroad and it cost me a lot also because of the cost of so i didn't push through with that but generally speaking um the knack the 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 ones from the earth i assume are way more expensive than the lab grown ones right or is the price difference just small um it you know uh if i'm not mistaken fifty percent ah so it's quite big the difference yeah yeah. Mm. yeah um also with my brand just to let you guys know i also work with simulated like the the like the cubic zirconia oh, but right. yeah but i make sure that i tell that i disclose it to my clients because that's really important you know the yeah. full disclosure like you have to tell them like this the this one is not uh this is just cubic zirconias i placed it in a silver because it's shampered about like you want to build trust. Hmm. so i've always tell people that so like with um cubic zirconias right they're basically yeah. i mean for the regular person who doesn't really aware about gemology and precious stones and stuff they just think it's fake diamonds right mm-hmm. so why would why do you think um some people would want to work with cubic versus like real diamonds like what are because the benefits or something like what are the pros for cubic versus mm-hmm. earth diamonds well with cubic zirconias um from afar they they look like diamonds but if you look closely, if, if you're a gemologist, you would know. Um, also, one benefit would be the price. It's it's way cheaper than than, than diamonds. Let's say for a mini size diamonds, like probably one pointer, that would be two hundred pesos. But with cubic zirconias, that's just what fifteen pesos huge price difference though. yes that's right so, no, please go ahead yeah so that's why people offer to big zirconias and that's not a problem i just don't like it when when you know people lie about it and they don't with with us we said gia you're trained now full disclosure you have to be responsible that's why you're a gemologist that's what you're you have to tell people, you know, full disclosure talaga. Now, hey guys, um, you know, for your budget, you can only afford a cubic and not a real diamond or not a earth diamond. So let's go to the comment section uh, very quickly. We have a few comments here. So Maggie did the eye emoji. So <laughs> that's my sister. <laughs> oh, that's your sister? Yeah. <laughs> no, you, I thought you were the only child this whole time. Okay. No, we were three. Uh, three in the family. Yeah. So, are you all daughters? Or do you have like a... Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, so, I'm the eldest. And then there's a middle child, Maggie. She's also a girl. And then there's Nathan. Oh, okay. So, two girls and a boy. All right. Then we have Dense. I think this is the same Dense as the one who was here a while ago. <laughs> uh so much love for the standard beautiful lady uh then we have Trish, Trish, sorry Trish, Trishka woodhead um, yes. 
want their custom-made wedding ring from Denise. They love it so much. Okay, that's cool. I'm so supportive. <laughs> like, what kind of wedding ring was this? Like, was it a very complicated piece to make or? Um, it's very cute. Um, what do you call it? It's a bespoke piece. So, if I if I remember, the other one is like a heart. So basically, um, it's like a best friend ring. The other half is. Oh, okay. So it's like one of those best, like yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That was very cute. I love, I love that design. Then, um, your sister said learning so much from this heart ring. Okay, I'm not really sure what that means. Then, um, we have ma. Maai, tita maai. I love it. Interesting discussion on diamonds. Then. Rion Tionlock says, my favorite jeweler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to it. No? So, you know, diamonds are, I guess diamonds is, is probably the most popular gemstone, right, in the world. I mean, yeah. I think everyone knows what a diamond is. Yeah. But for you, I mean, you've worked with so many different kinds of gemstones, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when I ask you, you know, when I want to make have something made, you always give me options, right? I say, I need this color. Like, oh, why don't you try this, 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 whatever, right? So for you, what is a very underrated gemstone that a lot of people don't really know about? Um, I would say beryl. I've never heard of that. Okay, how does one spell that? It's B-E-R-Y-L. <laughs> beryl. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a baby emerald. Girl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wait, I am checking out this barrel. Okay. So this barrel. Okay, this is pretty cool. So, sorry, please go ahead. Like, continue oh, like, describing it. Well, I, it's, it's just, the, the, the simplest term that I can describe it is like it's a baby emerald. Um, it comes with different colors. It could be in pink, um, blue, and um, light green. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, so I found this geology website. And there's like eight colors, by the way. <laughs> I don't know the other eight. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So like, like this, this barrel, if you don't mind me asking, like, because it does kind of look like an emerald, like what, like what you mentioned, right? Yeah. Because emeralds are known to be very green, aside from jade. Yeah. So, would you say that beryl is a cheaper alternative to emeralds? Because beryl? I think emeralds are a bit pricey, right? As well as jade. Yeah. Okay, Especially I'll, I'll tell you the most expensive. Emerald so, is the most expensive, talaga. Uh, no, I'll just tell the top three. So, it's sapphire, ruby, and emerald. That's the, you can expect that to be expensive, yeah. Oh, but beryl, yeah. Um, it's a it's a cheap version of emerald, yeah. Way so like cheaper. <laughs> okay, so like with that one. Sorry, what were the top three? So you mentioned emerald, ruby, and what was the third one? Sorry, sapphire. 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 And these three are more expensive than diamonds. Um, it it can be. It can be more expensive. That's crazy. Huh? Like, why, why, like, what are the factors for it to be like more expensive? Because, like, sorry, in my mind, as someone who is like a noob when it comes to stones, right? You'd always assume diamonds are the most expensive, right? I don't know if it's because of marketing or whatever. But 
<laughs> yeah, right. But like, how how is how is it possible for like rubies and whatnot to be more expensive than diamonds? Uh, because of its um, it, they could they could reach they could be more expensive depending on their color. Um, if it if 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 it's like more vibrant, the color is more vibrant. It can reach millions. Crazy, and I think it's more rare than right. I mean, it's more of a rarity than. Yeah, yeah, rarity is a consideration also. That's why they're expensive. Yeah, um, yeah. What else? Um, also, Segura, the inclusions also. Yeah, inclusions are like flaws, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So with that one, sorry, sorry to go back to the subject. So you mentioned barrel being very underrated, and this is the first yeah. time I'm hearing about it. So, like, what are cheap gemstones that you work with? Because obviously, you work with expensive ones, but I assume you also work with cheaper ones, right? So, what, like, I, what I mostly work with cheaper ones. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that, but anyway, yeah. So, what are like the cheap gemstones you work with? Like, maybe oh. top three in the sense that they're cheap, um, they're good for the buck, and they look nice. Yeah, uh, tourmaline is one. I I love working with tourmaline. Um, also, I like working with quartz. Quartz, okay. Quartz. Um, what else? Mm, turquoise. I like working with turquoise. Actually, your new turquoise was considered a precious stone, huh? Um, semi-precious actually. Yeah, because like this whole time, like I mean, I don't know, like maybe because I'm an old person, like turquoise and back in my day. Was like one of those friendship necklaces you could buy in the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. girls could buy it and like be matching with their, mm-hmm. you know, best friends or whatnot. But okay, I why do you like working beads? Yeah, exactly. So why do you like working with those three? Um, quartz, tourmaline, and um, turquoise. Like, why do you like working with these? Is it because is it easier to use or? Because my assumption is like there's some stones that are very fragile, right? Compared to others, where you have to be super careful. That's so, turquoise right there. <laughs> sorry, what did you say? With turquoise, you have to be fragile. <laughs> oh, okay. So why do you like working with it then if you have to be super fragile with it? That's because of I don't know, because of its color. I like its color, like the the bluish green color and a lot of things just pops inside out of my head and like oh my god new idea i'll do something with it there there are just so many designs that pops when i think of turquoise that's why i like working with it um it's super fragile but yeah it's fragile (laughs) (laughs) um with tourmaline it's because um what do you call that they're cheap and they have a lot of they they come in cute cabochons. Cabochons are like dome type. Thank um, you for explaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they come in cabochons, which I find super cute. So that's one of the, the that's one reason why I like them. And they come in lots of colors, like what I said a while ago. Yeah. That's why I like working with them. Um Quartz because they come in amazing inclusions. Like, um, uh, if only I could show it to you right now, but they come in 
needle-like inclusions, it it they become beautiful. It's hard to explain, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next That's time if I if I visit your studio again, maybe you could show me what you're yeah. yeah. Stuff. I wanted to do what Lance did the other time, like share screen. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but you don't have the pieces with you, no. Actually, when Lance did that Monday, I was so amazed because you know, with the with the tool that we're using right now, I never knew you could share screen here. I guess because I'm so concentrated on the episode, I never really got to look around. But yeah, so okay, so those are your three favorite. And I assume that price-wise as well, it's very friendly on the pocket, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm curious though, like what are what was like the what are the three most expensive or yeah, three most expensive stones you've worked with? Like I know Emperor Jade is something that's crazy expensive, right? Yeah, but I haven't tried that. <laughs> Yeah, because it's also really soft, right, Emperor Jade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the most. I'm just guessing. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I, I'm just making bola about pretending to know these things. Okay, so. That's alright. Um, yeah, so I guess what are the top three most expensive stones you've worked with? Um. Okay, I've worked with diamonds, of course. Yeah. And excuse me, sapphire. Um, I've worked with emerald also. And ruby, so yeah. Oh, so the big four, basically. Okay, but is there has there ever been like a unique gemstone that you worked with because a client requested for it? Like, was there any kind of unique gemstone you worked Mm. with? Something that isn't that common. No, not yet. Not yet. Probably you're the most adventurous one. Wow, you're the one. You're the only one who asked me for a skull quartz. I remember that. Well, I only asked it because you you posted it on your IG, right? Yeah. Were you even were you even selling that, or you just decided to sell it to me? I just decided to sell it. So why why did you have it? I'm curious. I, I don't think you're the, you're the type to like skulls or anything. No, you'll be surprised. I'm into those. <laughs> recently, really? uh, yeah. Recently, uh, I bought a pearl, a sculpture that's a skull. So that's my new project right now. So my platter and I are going to work on that. We're going to put like, we're going to make a pendant and then like a headphones. Like, is it like a, is it like a South Sea pearl or like what kind of pearl is it? Um, It's a Tahitian pearl, the black How one. It? It's just small, like, like 10 Are mm. Shape like a skull? That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, when I saw it, it's like, oh my God, I have to get that. And make it into a pendant. You don't have it with you right now, no. It's with my platero. <laughs> uh, like but you don't have was... a photo or something. I'm so curious, right? I want to see how it looks. Yeah, I'll show it to you. <laughs> okay, so your plan with your platero is you want to put like um, headphones uh, on it or something. We're gonna make it into a pendant. Yeah. So how do you get like? I, I know you have a supplier. Don't get me wrong, but like that's pretty cool like that's something i could never imagine like someone selling you know what i mean mm-hmm. like do they just tell you hey denise i have like this really unique thing do, do you want it and you'll be surprised a lot of suppliers message me in whatsapp i don't know how they get my number <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people just been flooding me and offering me like oh the gemstone here's we we uh, sell this and that and then from there just easy 
just so with that, um, I'm just curious, like with the jewelry industry, because from my understanding abroad, like when you buy diamonds and such, um, it's a lot of handshaking. There are no like contracts and stuff like that, right? So like with you, um, you mentioned that there are people who just randomly message you on WhatsApp and offer um, skull shape, skull sculpted um, pearls, right? Yeah. Um, how do you check these that to make sure that they're legitimate? Like you know, it's like a real pearl or if it's a real whatever kind of stone. Like, okay. You, yeah. Um, my mom and my dad, like what I said, they've been supportive. We bought before I started the business. We we purchased like microscope and other testing tools to make sure everything I sell is legit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I check it through these equipment we bought it in gia also so yeah that was really these are these tools are really helpful make sure that that um what i'm selling is really what it is what yeah, they so are you, so like with that one do you close the deal first and say for example i sell you a diamond you pay me then that's when you check or do you guys like meet in your office he brings the diamonds then you check it one by one and you're like yeah this is legit you know, here, here's the man. Like, how do you close? Okay, sorry. So, um, with my other supplier, um, he's, he's, I'm already his regular. I go to his office, and then I bring my um, 10x group. It's that's it's very important to have for a gemologist. And then I, I check, I check it out there if it's uh, if if the diamonds are real or not. And then with the other suppliers, um, I ask them to go to my studio, and then I uh, I check from there. And then if it's if it's real, then okay, I'll buy it <laughs> if the price is right. Also, and have there been people who tried to fool you? Like they're there and like, oh, here diamonds. Then when you check, they're just cubic, or that hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. Thank God. <laughs> Also, so far, everyone who's been to your office and brings their stones, it's always legitimate. Yeah. So, well, that's good. All right. So, like yeah. with that one, though, Denise, this may sound like a very silly question, but when you look at the diamond, I assume you could also look at, I mean, aside from saying, oh, yeah, this is a real diamond, you could also be like, this is a high, like, this is a high um, quality diamond quality. as well. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can yeah. easily see that. Mm, through a microscope, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, like, what? makes a diamond high quality so as a, you know mine is like the cut or whatever like under the microscope so um we check it with um with its quality we say that it's high quality when you look under the microscope and you see like there's like there's no flaws or something it's really clear like there's no carbon People, uh, Filipinos got carbon. <laughs> there's no carbon, <laughs> and then um, there's no feathers or um, scratch marks. Then that's really good quality. And it's so perfect, and also you can, it's also good quality. You can see like it's really white. Because so sometimes buying their diamonds like they're yellowish, and so, those are blue diamonds if they're yellowish um, well yeah 
All right, that, that's 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 pretty cool. So the next thing I want to ask you is, and don't be biased when I ask when when you answer this. All right, but um, what were like the your top three favorite pieces that you've made bespoke? Ah, okay, okay. Oh my gosh, number one is your mermaid, the mermaid. Would you not be biased? <laughs> You're, you're being biased right now. No, no, this is no joke, pal. It, it, that, that was really a masterpiece. You know, I that's my favorite because that was really a challenge. We I know it was really a challenge. <laughs> because remember I said, Denise, could you carve this out of um, a gem? Yeah, and I was like, well, try, huh? I remember telling you that. But we made it. I'm so proud. So that's my top. Because uh, I'm... Can you imagine a sculptural pendant? That was amazing. <laughs> that usually those things are casted. Ah, eh? oh, this that wasn't. That wasn't. That's. Wait, that's what did you guys do it then? Wait, this whole time I thought you had a cast or something. No, that was that that was handmade. <laughs> wow! Like, good job to your to your yeah. goldsmith. He's what I think he's watching right now, also. He told, he told me he's gonna watch though. Wait, let's, let's check the comment section. Right? There are other people who message, so I mean, comment that. Sorry, really. Julia Blando says, Winter Studio, and it's so beautiful. She designed it so bright and well, just like her jewelry. Ah, oh, hi, Juju. Then, um, Krizel Maninga says, What's the most difficult diamond shape to make? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> The most difficult would be heart shape. But right now, there are so many diamonds being there. Sometimes when I'm checking out my IG, I was surprised. There's so many shapes right now. Like, they're bird shape. But legit diamonds, though. Yeah, legit diamonds. And then, meron pa, ano, ano bang meron? Iba-iba na. There's so many with these technologies right now. We can make yeah. anything, but yeah, um, the most difficult that I know is diamond hardship. shape. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry, hardship. So, hardship. Is, is it true that the only way to cut a diamond is using another diamond? Yes, it's true. You know why? Because, <laughs> because, okay, yeah, um, yeah, we what do you call this? Also, one reason why diamonds are expensive is because it's the hardest mineral. So the only the only gemstone that can cut a diamond is a diamond. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm wondering how did they do it in the olden ages, right? Like, you know, like during the Viking Age. I know. Of course, when you find diamonds, those are huge, right? So how did they break it apart and? Because nowadays maybe it's a laser. I I don't know, but it's become smaller and smaller and smaller because of technology. But before, yeah. but, but before it wasn't really that small. It's it. That's why if you're gonna look at your Lola's diamonds, it's probably huge. it's huge because yeah, huge. during those times, malapang technology. Eh. Yeah. And I don't think they were that expensive back then. They were expensive, but not like yeah. levels, right? Yeah. Okay. So the answer to your question, Krizel, is heart shape. Then we have B. Ann Morales saying that she was one of your staff before. Um, all of her designs are very <laughs> so, so part uh, so proud to be part of Devolucci. Yeah. Then Sanita Chin. 
Oh, she's my mother-in-law. Hi, mom. I have a feeling not because of the middle name. So her designs are unique. Her designs are unique and beautiful. Then we have um Lorelli Fornell Sashkin. Sorry, who's she? Lorelai. She's um she works for my mom and my dad, and she's been with us for long for ages now. She okay. saw me when I was young. I love her. <laughs> oh cool. So Lorelai says she gives unique name and design to her pieces. Then Robertson Bulan says, proud Kababata, congrats to Devolucci. Uh, unique, beautiful, and classic uh, designs of jewelry. Then your Tita says, cool idea for pearls, the, the skull. Yeah. Then we have Jon Snow. Okay, so the king of the north is watching. I know. Um, <laughs> one of a kind, beautiful, fun with quality. That's not his real name, right? Like, he's really not Jon Snow. Right? Yeah, it's not. It's not Jon Snow. <laughs> Because if that was, that would have been really cool. Then we have Karen Jap saying, very talented jeweler. Uh, I, I also her. made her, her jewelry. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Then we have Edward. I think this is your oh, jewelry. Yeah, Edward Morena saying, proud being her goldsmith. So yeah. he's the one who handmade the... Yeah, it's very talented. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know how he did it. Honestly, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, did he tell time, you how he did? <laughs> no, but every time I throw him ideas, he just does it so well. <laughs> Crazy. There are, times, there are times naman now we have a no, but then uh, no. there are times like sometimes not perfect, but afterwards he gets it. Yeah, but that was crazy. All right, then you have Maggie, your sister again, saying, wish more for clients, continue to let her create more creative, unique pieces. She's super talented. All right, so going back now. So yes, he's here, your goldsmith. So ha, crazy, I never knew that the 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 mermaid was handmade. That's that's incredible. Yeah, it is. So going back to your question a while ago, like top three, right? Top so three, after the mermaid, which mermaid. I think is being biased, but okay, what's number two for you? No, it's <laughs> number two. I made a foliage wedding ring. Okay, what is that? I have no idea so, what that is. It's like vines. Vines in the wedding. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's very, it's very, very it nice. Very For, I love that because, I know, um, what do you call it? It's unique. But you wouldn't hear a wedding ring with leaves, the ball. Yeah. So I love that. She's really, once she asked me about it, I'm, I'm game about it. I'm down to make that project because I love making weird pieces. Okay. And, and then what's your uh, third one? The third one, the third bespoke piece was a, I would say, um, butterfly um, earrings. Butterfly earrings. And it's studded with diamonds. That's my favorite. Very feminine. Yeah. <sighs> And I'm sure very costly as well. All right, so those are your three, three favorites of so far. So because you're biased, the the mermaid second, the the foliage uh, ring, yeah. and the third one are the butterfly earrings. So the thing with you is, and that's why I said you're very artistic. Is you also make your own pieces, right? That you just sell on your website, on your store. I mean, just pre-made stuff that maybe got inspired and you created them, right? 
Mm-hmm. Quip, do you have any pieces with you right now that maybe could show us or none? Um, yeah. Um, my wedding ring. I am so proud to make this wedding ring. Yeah, with that one, I wanted to ask you, like, when your, husband, yeah, when your husband proposed to you, sorry, then show us your wedding ring super close okay. after. <laughs> okay. So, oh my God. I'm having a hard time showing it. So, yes. It's rose gold with a heart-shaped diamond. Which is the hardest shape to make. <laughs> so with that one, like, when your husband proposed to you, yeah, like, if you are a jeweler, did he bought it from a different person, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so okay. This jeweler is really an old talent that he's my idol here in the Philippines. Okay. Because I was wondering, did he, like, ask a friend, to ask Denise to make it, then pretend it's for like her, then yun pala it's for Denise. So I was just wondering how he did it. Well, okay, so he got it from another jeweler that you respect. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of him for that. <laughs> okay. okay, so aside from your wedding ring, like what's, how about this? Top three pieces that you made yourself. That's not bespoke, like you just made it. Oh my God, myself? Yeah. Like, I did it? Yeah. Or had it? Like, because you, you do it. your own pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I designed yeah. it, huh? just to be yeah. clear. But I, like, the... Yeah, no, I mean, you have your goldsmith anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, did, I mean, technically, you also made it because you designed yeah. it. I mean, yeah. you, get, you get what I mean. Yeah. Let's not, let's not be lawyers here and, like, get into the word. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows what we mean. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah. aside from your wedding ring, like, what else? Um, my next, I'm wearing it now, here, um, if you see this necklace, it's like a pear-shaped necklace. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's second of my favorite. Like, why do you like that one, though? Because obviously your wedding, you like it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a wedding ring, you really designed it because of your wedding and all these things. So why do you like that pear-shaped <laughs> necklace so much? Actually... I got this design from my cousin. <laughs> he he um what do you call that? Um he told me like he wanted a uh what do you call that? Um pear shape no illusion illusion cut diamond. So I made that for him and then when I saw it, it's like oh my god, I wanted I wanted something like that for myself too. So we reproduced it. For me. Okay, <laughs> so you just really like the design then. All right. Yeah. Then what's your third choice then? My third choice? Wow. Um, I guess my ear cuffs. Ear cuffs. Yeah. Like, like the one of Catriona? Like the, the one in the side of the ear? Yeah. But mine's just small. I'm not wearing it though. Yeah, I was wondering, is she gonna show it to us? Like, is she wearing it also? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> are, are ear cuffs, by the way, are those super difficult to make? Not really. Um, with well, it's gonna be hard. Don't you need to know the size of the ear? Sorry. Don't you need to know like the size of like the the ear lobe and stuff? Uh, not really. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry because no, I, I obviously don't wear earrings, so I have no idea. Like, so, so, so like, yeah. So it's not difficult to make. Why is it not difficult to make? Well, it's because I uh, know um, you don't need 
you really don't need the the size. Just just basic. <laughs> and like ring the body, you have to be so precise about the 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 measurements because it might not fit the wear. You know? Well, I think rings are the most difficult in terms of sizing, right? Because you have to get the size right. I guess necklaces are probably one of the easier ones, right? No, it oh for me it's also hard because it, necklace is so time consuming. Especially if they're chains. No, but like in terms of like the sizing, like because unless uh, if it's a choker, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, unless if it's a choker, you don't really need to. Yeah. Sorry, That's am I true. getting right? <laughs> no, no, you're okay. you're right about it. All right, so those are your top three favorite pieces. So I'm curious, what was the most difficult piece you've ever made? Most difficult. Yeah, like for you, it's like, damn, why did I even accept this? But then after, like, yes, I did it. You know what I mean? Like, I am so proud of myself. You know what I mean? Yours. The mermaid. Difficult, ba? Well, I mean, yeah, because uh, first of all, it was so nerve-wracking because I don't know if we're going to pull it off. It's like, oh, my God, um, I hope the you're just hoping that the face would look nice. <laughs> You know, I wish I had it with me right now, just so that we could uh, show it to the people watching right now. Uh, but anyway, our Spotify listeners won't be able to to see that. But I never knew you that was your most difficult because when Denise and I were talking about that and planning that, because that was like how many months ahead though, right? Like we were planning it for quite some time. But you, you know, yeah, I was so I had fun. I had fun doing it. Yeah, but you're so like the way we were talking. So I was like, oh yeah, Denise has this in the bag, but I never knew you were, you had it that you, you found it that difficult. Difficult, maybe mentally, because you know so you want you want it nice, you want it perfect. Otherwise, you won't come back anymore. So um, I guess that's why it's difficult. But afterwards, it's like you felt so great because you pulled it off, we pulled it off, and you liked it so. Very happy. The whole time I thought the foliage ring was the most difficult because it's like vines and leaves. Uh, for no, for Macalander, that's just easy. <laughs> so I'm curious though, have there ever been someone like you know Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my precious. <laughs> okay, do you really know Lord of the Rings? First? <laughs> oh, I know it. Um, I probably just watched the the first Lord of the Rings. <laughs> But anyway. Oh, so anyway, going back to my question, has there ever been someone who says, hey, Denise, like, I watched this movie and there was this ring I want you to copy. Would you do something like that? Uh, I usually decline those. How come? I'm curious. Um, I'm scared of copyright infringement. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah. I would I would suggest the man like I would tell naman my client, you can do an inspiration from it. I wouldn't really decline it fully, but I would suggest like, um, you know, tweak it. So there's still a touch of me in it. But there have been people asked you something like that, then you 
gave them like, hey, you know, want me to eat it a bit? Like, has there been something like that? Yeah. Um. So before when I was starting, uh, someone asked me to do a Cartier, <laughs> Cartier um, ring. But, wow. Yeah. So I don't want to do it because, you know. Cartier might sue you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably they won't know, but you know, you know, I just don't wanna as a designer, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna be the fake like person. The path, yeah. Yes. I wanna be the legit. <laughs> the legit one. Yeah. So, so with that yeah, you, you suggest brands they would ask me to do. Also uh, never like a movie thing yet. Mostly just copying yeah. a brand's um product or something yeah, like that like the hard ones pa the the boucheron the, the cartier like the panther right oh my god i cannot do that <laughs> ask you remember you you had this um you had this piece that was made out of that had a cameo woman on it yes yes where this where this because you know i'm gonna be honest with you like the reason why i know cameo is because my mom had it so i think it's like a yeah what the hell is it to begin with like what is it made out of okay um it could be made out of anything soft it could be any but usually it's made out of onyx the woman yeah (laughs) they just carve it so basically it's like a it's onyx and then they carve it into a woman But but isn't onyx black yeah, and then how do you I don't make know how to make white. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I don't know. It is onyx because, like, isn't the yeah. background like usually like a brown or a blue? Hmm. Well, it can be. It's not just onyx, okay? It could be ah, okay. soft, soft. So, so there are gemstones because so with with um what do you call that? Layers and layers of colors. So. That's where like when you cut it in half, it's yeah. three different yeah. colors. Okay. But this yeah. cameo woman, sorry, I'm not even I'm not even sure if I'm saying the right name, but let's just call it the cameo woman. Like, is there a particular brand that makes it? Then you just buy it from that brand, then you can put it into jewelry, or is it like a style, this whole cameo thing? Um, you can buy it from different suppliers. Oh, so it's not a brand, it's a style. It's not a brand, yeah. It's a it's oh, a style. Okay. It's a, it's actually a technique. <laughs> so cameo is like basically the, the carving into a yeah. woman. Yeah. And it's always a woman. No, there's never like a man or a child. It's always a woman, right? No, uh, yeah. Traditionally, it's always a woman. But nowadays, when I was checking the my IG, I saw like there's this band, super cool. Um, he makes cameo like out of animals he makes um um what do you call that a bear cameo or a eagle cameo very nice very nice what for sure it's gonna be hard to reach this whole time i thought cameo was like a shell or something it can be a shell. Was it you carved? So I'm so dumbfounded on how they do it because this whole time, and this whole time I thought it was a brand. 
Yeah. Okay. So like you, um, why did you like that cameo? Because you got it and you turned it into a piece, right? I think it was a necklace, if I'm not mistaken. Or a it's ring. A, actually, it's from my Lola. It's from my grandmother. Yeah, it's from uh, it's antique. Yeah, so it, um, my my Lola is a, a jewelry collector. That's why I love jewelry as well. And she has a cameo. That cameo that I made into a blue. New, new design. Yeah. And uh, she passed it on to me. She sorry, she passed it on to my mom, and then my mom gave it to me. She said, "Just make something out of it for your business." So that's why I have that cameo. <laughs> but you're not selling that, right? That's more for you. Like if someone wanted something similar, then you could make it for them. No, actually, I am selling it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I have two of those. The other one's for me. And ah, okay, okay. Sell. But I don't think that's a thing because my mom gave me the approval. <laughs> Both of them are the blue background ones. Yes. Okay, so like with the cameo, right? Um, in my mind, it's very old school. But do you know any young people who like like that? Like what? The, okay, so let me rephrase my question. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, what do younger girls like in terms of jewelry? So two questions. First, um, do young people like mm-hmm. cameo? Second question, if not, like what are the jewelry trends that younger people like? Honestly, I haven't seen any young people wearing cameo. I don't think they're even aware of it. I think it's just you who knows about it, Pao. You're the first person who appreciated the cameo ring. <laughs> oh, there, it's a ring there. I was like, it's either a necklace or a ring. I just can't remember. Yeah, the titas loved it. Yeah. I loved it. You loved it. But other than I recognized that, it because I'm old. Yeah. Okay. You asked me about it, um, but other than that, I have there's no there. Most of my inquiries are adults, so yeah. Um, I think the jewelry trend for young people are minimalist, uh, minimalistic jewelry. I get a lot of inquiries regarding my geometrical, geometrically shaped jewelry designs. Like they're into. And uh, simple, simple things like the the dinky small ones that I get a lot of inquiries from young people. Yeah. Okay, but so so you say that young people like minimalist. So like for example, your wedding ring is very simple, right? It's a gold uh-huh. ring with a heart shaped diamond. So do you mean something like that, or no, do you mean um, way more minimalist? They're like thin ones, like thin jewelry pieces, and um, small diamonds, and then yung mga manindipesna chain, and then with the with a Malay size um, diamond, they always ask me for that. Yeah. So, like, why do you think young people like minimalist jewelry? Um, I mean, like that levels up because, like, that's like crazy minimalist. Like, they like thin rings, thin necklaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess also because um, it's affordable, and mm-hmm. um, and you sense. know, it's just it's actually it's it's nice to look at. <laughs> right now, right now, I know I I'm also in love with this jewelry. Very, very simple, very 
ano, everyday wear. Everyday wear bagay. Yeah. With the titas, they like, ano, ano, the, the chunky ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, some of the titas of Manila, like, their pearls are like, because like, South Sea are like, huge usually, right? Like, South Sea pearls are usually big. But then like, I don't know, like, the tita South Sea pearls are like, huge, you know, like, yeah, that's um, one good. Like my vitamin bottle here. You know, you said like, like they're like they're. It's like this big. Oh right? my god! I mean, it's not that big, but it's kind of like that big, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, get I, I don't understand, but okay. But like with that one, Denise. Um, you, you know, you mentioned like thin jewelry, yeah. right? When we were talking about what can a gram of gold make, you say you said a very thin ring, right? Yeah. Um. So with that, what are the what are the negatives of having like thin jewelry? Because positives, you say that you know it's cheaper, um, stylish, I guess, for the younger people. But what are the negatives? Because I assume there's a negative, right, or a cons to it. A cons to it. Um, Sigur, if you make it super thin, it easily breaks. Like you can break it in half. Yeah, very good one. Uh, but uh, but then uh, no, that's the only negative thing I can. I, 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 that I it could know. easily break. Yeah, but it honestly never happened to me. <laughs> so far, I mean so in general. Far. No, but yeah, like with that, yeah. right? I, I want to go back to that now. You mentioned that a gram of gold could make a ring. How fragile would that ring be? Um, super fragile. <laughs> Like you wear it once, then you keep it for a few months, then you wear it again. Levels or like you can't really clap. Sorry. Like, how thin that's going to be? Like, would it be paper thin? Like, um, one mm. Crazy, no? Like, okay, I'm curious. Like, what was the thinnest ring you've ever made in terms of mm size? Mm, the thinnest. Yeah. Um, one by one mm. Like almost a gram levels, like a bit more than a gram of gold. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna see my website, <laughs> it says there. <laughs> okay, after the episode, we're gonna we're gonna go to your website so that I could see this very thin ring because I'm so curious. But then we, you know what? Um, I don't want to keep you for too long. You know, it's 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 a bit uh, it's beyond one point five hours and you know your preggers and all so you know before we end this episode yeah i, I would love to i i'd like to thank you you know for being here oh wait we do have a few more comments let's go through this before we wrap this up so we have alex ching who has the oh, daddy oh, your dad, okay so when she was young she she will make a lot of rings and earrings from paper in paper <laughs> Okay, and would sell it in Boracay during our vacation. Then she would ask vendors. This. Okay, since your dad brought this up, what did the vendor say? I don't remember, but I. How old were you? How young were you? What did he say this was? Probably I mean, was in elementary, no man. Mentioned the age, but like. When you go to Baraka, you would go to the family. Oh my god. You know, th- that's not just it. I remember I was going to Eastwood and offering people, hey, would you like some rings? Then and then they don't really buy from me. <laughs> was it made out of paper also? 
Um, those are made out of polymer clay. Okay, so at least this time it wasn't paper. Yeah. Okay, so, but wow, okay, at least, how much were those polymer rings of yours? I I would sell it for 100 pesos. I think. And you're also a small person at the time, like you're still a kid also. Yeah, not super young, probably, on grade okay. 6 or so you're always business-minded. Okay, then your tita says, would love to see that face, that piece you made for me. <laughs> I'm sure you have a photo. Maybe you could send it to her or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'll look for it. Yeah. Then um, Rimer, Rimer uh, says, support for Ate Denise. Wow, so fun. <laughs> All right, so Denise, you know, thank you so much for being here. And uh, usually, you know, right now I let you, I let our guests plug in whatever they want to plug in. So go ahead, like you know, if someone wants to um, have a bespoke piece made from you, or if they want to visit your website or your IG or whatever, where can they find you and your work? Okay, um, so first off, thank you for um, having me here, Pao. It's always so fun to talk to you. And um, for those for people who support. <laughs> So for those people who watch, thank you so much. I am so happy. Thank you so much for the support. I hope you guys learned a lot from me. Um, uh, for those who are curious about my brand, you just check out um, www.wgjewelry.com. You can also check out my IG, um, my IG page at wg. Jewelry. Yeah, I also have an FB page. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you again. Thank you, Paul. All right. Well, thanks again, Denise. Uh, and thank you everyone who watched. Uh, this episode will be uploaded on Spotify the next day. I'll just give Denise the the link to that. So thank you again, everyone, for watching. Iglap will be back next week. Until then, take care, stay safe, and good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.